0: Hello, we're the Sticky Bun Boys. I'm Michael. And I'm David. And this is the Great British Bake Off review podcast. Unofficial, naturally. We are the Sticky Bun Boys. Yes, for those of you who are new to this podcast, welcome. We're two salty queens, and these are David's words, not mine, from a previous season long, long ago. Each week, we're here to give you an honest and highly informative review of the week's episode, if David's watched it. And following that, we have our popular fagnant section to tell you how to live your lives. Because we're doing such a good job with ours, aren't we, David? I mean... This is true. We're barely limping week to week, but we do know the theory of how to live a fulfilled and cake filled life. We're waffling. Shall we get on with it? It's cake week, and there's a lot of new bakers to critique. Okay, we'll jump in right after these.
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
2: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
0: So this episode, there were so many bakers to get through. It was quite overwhelming. I always forget how overwhelming the first episode is. Yeah, I think that's a big challenge for the editors, you know, Mm. because they've got to try and give, like, not equal, but they've got to try and cover everything that's going in the episode, but they've got to cover all the people. There's a lot. And this week... There was Alison as well. A lot going on. And they also cut back on backstories this week. There was barely any. I, at one point, thought there wasn't any and then realised I was watching them as well. So they were there, but they were just really short. I also had to rush the first bit because I was. I started off furious because I was like, they've started early. And then I realised that it's actually on 8 o'clock and not 9 o'clock. And I managed to completely fuck my timings. So I maybe skipped a bit of the first bit. When it was about sort of backstory stuff, I was like, oh, normally there's an animal that gets away from its owner. There's something embarrassing that's found by the producer's Someone tries to do a sport and fails. Yes, did that happen? No, actually, Matty did the sport and he was good for the first oh, time what ever. What was the sport? Boxing. Oh, what was he wearing? <laughs> no, he was fully clothed. Oh, I was expecting him to do naked, but like <laughs> no, but he wasn't. I thought he might just be wearing little trunks. Is that what people box in? What in my head? yeah <laughs> Okay, we're going to get rambly already, and um, we're not going to speak about every single bake this week because there simply is not time, and David hasn't written down anything. Actually, no, David was complaining earlier because he thought he was leading this section, so he's actually taken notes this I've week. I've written the times, I've written what they're actually baking, I've written everything, basically. <laughs> so they opened with a very cringe godfather reference yeah I didn't I didn't get it I feel like these ones normally should be funny if it's like a pun but just replacing the word god with bread I wasn't sure fully worked yeah and it was it just was a bit long they could have if it was very quick it would have been fine but the Alison Hammond bit was funny when she was like I was in a Stormzy video yeah (laughs) that was good yeah (laughs) that was great Alison the way she says buy cough I love Bike off some of the words she says in general i kind of feel like she's trying to posh in her accent sometimes in the voiceovers but then she doesn't get away with it in the program i love her doing a voiceover it's so good i just oh let's talk about Alison first how incredible was she she do you know what i like is you could actually see the edge of her nerves which made it feel really real i loved her it just felt natural she's warm she's funny she's a really good balance for noel and another woman in there they need a woman basically yeah and i loved how the bakers have just be doing like normal conversations and you could tell that she was just wandering around chatting to people and she'd just pop into the shop and be like don't like rhubarb and just wander off again <laughs> <laughs> honestly she is going to be brilliant for the season and also i felt paul was in a better mood yes although the hug that he gave to saku who we will talk about in a minute that was a bit weird yeah very weird like, where did that come from i don't know she didn't seem that nervous i think i was born i'd cut off half my hands i didn't get a hug <laughs> They had, um, I love the new pink on the tent Did you see the new pink? Yes With some pink KitchenAids there Thought it was very camp Very nice Still on theme On brand But looked really fresh And Prue was wearing An albino spider As a necklace <laughs> So that was good as well She it? was But the rest of her outfit Her lipstick That bright red Was amazing She did look glasses. very good the, the makeup was good this year Sometimes they look a bit orange But they all looked quite nice Yep um, Obviously the bakers All looked pale and terrified But we don't get makeup So um, The signature Was a vertical layer cake In two hours Which is not very much time. No, also known as the Gizeno fail cake. I wrote this because <laughs> they've got the idea from Zeno, haven't they? <laughs> With his sloppy thing that was falling all over the place. Oh yeah, bless him. Yeah, it's a really good one. But like you say, I thought it was kind of setting them up to fail because two hours is just not enough time to do one that's gonna be look that good. Although they all look pretty good. Although would you have gone long and tall or thick and stumpy? I would have gone thick and stumpy. <laughs> I like thinking. stumpy. Would you have gone long and tall? I think I'd have aimed to go long and tall. It's more difficult to achieve. Well, <laughs> depends what you're born with. Um, I, I would I would probably have gone for a two tier. So you can make a smaller, do you know what I mean? You can make, you can make a smaller bottom one. Yes, that would have been. I, I, actually, there was one person. I think it was Dan. I thought that's what he was doing, and he just made a very small one. He made a very small one. Um, th- I thought it was quite a good challenge, though. I think maybe a bit more time would have been nice, but a good challenge. A very good challenge because there was you get that good range of flavors and things going on in there.
2: Did someone did did someone make a Genoese?
0: Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, it, uh, actually, people who are new to this podcast might not know that
2: uh, Alex. Can you just edit this bit out? <laughs> Anytime we talk about Genoese now I know I brought it up Alex is just going to edit it out. A very
0: long story short for new listeners In 2019 I made a two tier Genoese And I was not given any credit for it We
2: are not going to do this to the new listeners Every single week Michael <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Tasha did make a Genoese, which is quite a tricky sponge to roll. Yeah, most people would do the Swiss roll sponge. Or Orge-cond. Orgecond, yeah. Which have a bit more structure and are easy to roll. Yeah, the Genoese was trouble, But I think she had trouble more with the kind of the the levels in her oven because they were all slopping to the side. and yeah, she think. did say that um, the racks inside were, quote, so wonky. But she could work around it, she thinks. <laughs> well if you if you work around wonky things david if you've got wonky racks then (laughs) if you've got a wonky rack just yeah we love all racks no matter whether straight or wonky um i just didn't think genoese was the best idea but she did make it work it was a black sesame with lime and yuzu curd which sounded delicious and it was a bit it was one of the squat ones yeah, it was a squat one and it looked like someone had sat on it, apparently. Yeah. The black sesame, I, we get that in Bulgaria, this black sesame paste. It's really earthy and delicious. So it would go so well with citrus. I wanted to eat this one more than any of them. We haven't actually talked about Daryl, who was her BSL interpreter. I loved that he was just around for all of it. Just sometimes in short, sometimes not. They introduced him and then it wasn't made a big deal of. I love the fact that, they, yeah, like it's not like they tried to pretend it's not happening. They introduced him, but then it was just like you say, he just naturally And they never the actually said it was Fatasha. They just said for one of our contestants. Yeah. Which I thought was, oh yeah, I thought it was absolutely great. Who else stood out for you? Because you can't go through all 1500 of them. I have to say that I thought Dan's rhubarb and custard, mm. then
2: with a the cream cheese icing, because cream cheese will like cut through the custard a little bit. I thought that was genius. It was
0: a bit small. And in judging, they essentially said it was perfect. Yeah, but I got a bit confused because didn't he talk about not doing creme pat and just using custard powder instead? And then Paul was like, "I love the creme pat," and I was like, "Well, which is the truth?" I think Dan did the truth, and Paul has got no taste and can't tell the difference between birds tinned custard and a proper creme pat. But we do love birds tin. I actually thought Dan did a really good job in that challenge. I actually thought Rowan did quite well in that one as well. But I couldn't quite work out what what he because he was making three cakes. Was he making the walls like a really long line? Yes, I think so, yeah. Right, okay, sure. He did the tall one. He went tall and erect. And his, with a lot of them, you just didn't quite have the time to finesse. Whereas even up close, his didn't look amazing, but he'd done quite well with the decoration. Yeah, for sure. Um, Paul, when he was uh, cutting into it, said, I'm not sure I'm going to get it all out. Has that happened to you before? No. No, I find it quite easy, to be fair. um, Tasted good, delicate, but the, the flavours were there. Can we talk about Saku? Oh,
2: please. Let's talk. About, I've been holding off. <laughs> she, Can we just do a podcast called Saku? I love her. Honestly. I told you she was going to be good. You did. I think she may be the greatest. I don't think I've loved a character, a character, a
0: contestant, so much so quickly ever in Bake Off. She's just so, she's so tiny.
2: She's so tiny. She's so tiny and she's so squeaky and she's so cute and she's
0: delicious. And like when she's kind of shouting at the wind, be like, please come in here. Please come in here. (laughs) And so she was making a lemon and blueberry vodka layer cake. And they said the stripes were there. They loved the flavors and they were impressed. And I thought Saku won that challenge not all the textures were perfect they did say one thing they loved was they liked the fact that she got the intensity of blueberries because people again and again on bake-off bring blueberries in blueberries kind of like fail a bit they kind of like melt into the background Mm. whereas she got the flavor i love the fact that she got this weird hug from paul and they said where can you go from there and she's like home (laughs) she's like (laughs) terrified look on her face did not the hug didn't help at all um someone else did quite well i thought was christy with her lemon meringue flavours. That was quite a smart choice, I thought. She said that she was trying to fit three in at one time, which I thought was quite an interesting Ooh, proposition. You've talked about putting, fitting three in at one time. I think I was talking about Fingers. And bagels, to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Bagel holes. She did well, but there was a theme without talking about all of them, because a few of them did citrus. And basically when anyone did citrus, they didn't give enough zing. And I have an issue with that. If it's going to have lemon, mm. I want it to be a little bit like mouth puckering. i said about it before, but you, when you're doing a lemon cake, just add a bit of lime and it tastes more lemony. They yes, top Added tips line. from Michael. Yeah, they all got the kind of criticism from Paul saying you need to add more. You need more of each flavor. I want to be punched over the head with each flavor. So Keith, I've written a few notes for, but I think I was getting overwhelmed at this point. I just wrote lovely cream. <laughs>
2: what, what did <laughs> you have lovely to say about cream. Keith? So basically, Keith was doing this chocolate cake, and I just loved his story because basically his dad. Was like starving in the war Because he just had rations or something So when the war finished His dad buys Christmas chocolates Like as many as he can
0: in October And Brilliant. just like pigs out on them So he'd done like a really enriched Chocolatey cake Which sounded delicious Oh that was the one when they kept being like It's a, a popular flavoured chocolate And it was obviously chocolate orange yes. And a popular flavoured orange liqueur And it was like Well that's clearly quantro, Sure fine <laughs> yes, sure, sure, yeah. sure 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 Overall, though, I think they did really well. For a difficult challenge, they did well. We got a whole range of flavours. I was happy with it. It was a good first challenge as well because it was simple enough they didn't need to explain what it was all the time. They were like, here's what it looks like. Off we go. The only thing I was disappointed is I wanted there to be a bit more sloppage and falling. There was... that. Well, that was to come. So in the technical, they made the Bake Off chocolate cake, which is two layers of chocolate sponge with ganache and raspberries. Would they put the missing one on or not? I thought this was a very good challenge. I thought it was a very good challenge. However it was a little bit easy, which is fine for the first episode. Yeah. Because it hours. said at the end, it's, oh, this one is the closest technical ever. It's like, well, yeah, you did just ask them to make a basic chocolate cake and put on some chocolate. Ganache. I wrote that down actually, because the judging was all so similar because they all tasted pretty good and they all looked quite good. And it was interesting because the criticism has been previously that everything got too hard, such as 12 angel slices um, for me. <laughs> Not hard for anybody else, just me. It was um, me as well. I think I came second to last. <laughs> yeah, I think I came third to last as well. So that we did well there. But people have been asking for simpler challenges, which they've done. Is that going to make it a bit less exciting for a technical because everyone's sort of able to do it. Yeah. And I think that would be the case apart from the fact this was the iconic bake. And mm. I was kind of carried through on the fact that it's like, I can't believe they're doing the bake off cake. This how have they not thought about this before? Yeah. I asked you this last night when we were texting during the show. Um May Sam, so for those who are new to listening to the podcast, May sam was a contestant last year and she did something wrong. Like she used the wrong implement for something. Like she was trying rather than using a pestle and mortar she used like a fork and plate. I mean, I can't remember what it was that she did. I can't remember either. And I'm not willing to go back and listen to the podcast. So if someone can tell us what it was, I think because I think she did a couple. Of, there was the first one. And then I think she did something again the next what, Every week. single week, she was actually something weird. Yeah. Um, so as, as part of Maysam's School of Wrong Implements, Dana was using a cake stand on top of a cake stand, which felt like a <laughs> bit of overkill, really, when you could just have the one cake stand. Yeah, one is definitely enough, Dana. Um, I also love that Tasha's sign name for Paul is for Polly yeah it's just basically like it's like a little like uh, you're pinching your fingers together like you're a parrot and it makes it look like she's just like yeah da 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 (laughs) whatever you got to say paul and then there were two innuendos that i did write down josh was giving the top a little poke (laughs) which i do do find often helps i think i'll give the top a little poke (laughs) (laughs) and then um paul was, was clarifying that he didn't want the chocolate pouring out like a volcano which i don't think we all do but it does happen paul did say that he thinks it's going to be tight he always wants that, though, doesn't he? Yeah, um, most people do, I think. Well, I don't know. never as, know. As a tight one myself, I <laughs> like to think that. <laughs> okay, so it was a fairly good challenge, but it wasn't that interesting, really, because they all kind of knew what they were doing. One thing I liked about it was, for the first time ever, someone couldn't pretend they didn't know what it was. Yes. Oh, and the other thing, normally on Bake Off and Bake Off rules, put it in the fridge and it'll all be fine. But this was one of the first times if you put the ganache in the fridge, it will not be fine. Yeah. So... Although I loved the fact that Abby brought in this little genius thing that if you do that if you just add a little bit of melted butter and you put that into an overcooled Kanache. canache canache canache, canache <laughs> it will make it silky and smooth again i like abby um i'm gonna call her abby of the long names because all of her bakes are about four lines long and they contain one ingredient, which I've never heard of in my entire life. She's like a dingleberry and a crinkle. And I'm like, oh, lovely. That sounds fab. And you can see that Paul and his just glazed over as well. <laughs> yeah. She's one to watch though, Abby. You can tell. Um, so in the uh, judging, Dana came bottom. And Tasha, who had a big fat rim, apparently, um, <laughs> she came 11th. Nikki came in 10th. And then third place was Abby. Second place was Amos. And Dan was first. And he was so buzzing. It was the nicest thing in the entire world. He said it was better than his children being born. <laughs> no, quite not. (laughs) but it was perfect it was bang on he did the bake-off cake perfectly but abby number three there and we didn't see much of her this week which makes me predict with my tinfoil hat that she is going to be in the latter half of the season quite a lot as is josh dr josh dr josh yeah although he also just seems like quite an introverted person mm. and then i'm going to say dan as well we had our predictions last week we've mm. just changed them it's now going to be dan josh and abby unsaku and because she needs to be there till the end otherwise i will riot and burn the tent to the ground she just needs her own program absolutely so the showstopper was a cake shaped as an animal to be baked in four hours quite a good challenge that quite a short amount of time but a fairly decent challenge i thought i liked that it was just an animal it wasn't trying to like say it has to be an animal from your childhood like, like I did the, yeah, or the something oat. like that. Like it, it was just an animal. You don't, you don't have to give too much into the brief. The producer's dartboard has not come out yet where they're just like childhood memory, favourite yeah. aunts, second pets, favourite food. Yeah, they've they've kind of gone to simple things with this and And people because the thing is the bakers themselves can like delve in deep and do their pets and things or they can just do a duck yeah um so there was a duck (laughs) by christy (laughs) um which looked amazing and the painting on it was amazing it was it was really good it had like nice textures Mm. i in these ones having been someone that did fondant myself so i'm not just throwing shade i was more impressed by the people that managed to do things with buttercream and still make it look really good like tasha's robin but i would have to do that i can't do fondant it doesn't work for me at all like i just it always looks messy and i always tear it or something i find fondant more skilled not to say that not to say the buttercream isn't skilled but i would go with buttercream because you can pipe it and if it's a mess you can just take it off and pipe it again yeah or you can even like a lot of the a lot of the techniques with the buttercream is to make it look messy especially for animals right You'd like fork it yeah and stuff. exactly but i with the fondant it I think it's maybe because I don't like eating fondant as well. It always looks a bit too neat. I quite like, I don't know. I just, I liked, I was being drawn to the buttercream ones. I couldn't believe Dr. Josh made that Highland Coo look so perfect. Like it was pristine. His look like he'd bought that in Asda. Better than Asda. It's Marks and Spencers, surely. Marks and (laughs) Spencers. I thought that was brilliant. And what were the flavours of that? Coffee, date and walnut. Ooh, very nice. Apparently though, he had quite a stiff filling. You should get that checked out properly. <laughs> you definitely should. Um, very charming. Isn't he charming? He is very charming. He's very quiet. I like him. I like Josh. Tasha's Robin, I thought, looked beautiful. As she was doing it, I thought, this is going to be a disaster. It's going to look a mess. It looked
2: brilliant.
0: And they didn't talk about it, but the chocolate feathering she'd done for the feathers at the sides was perfect and so simple, with but the brilliant.
2: Leaf, yeah, with the leaf nozzle.
0: Yeah. So, so good. No, 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 the actual chocolate bit. So she'd like put chocolate onto oh, the table yes. and used the back of a spoon to kind of like Wizard out. What I liked about her is, yeah, she'd done quite simple things. Instead of trying to use really fancy things, she'd done some really simple techniques, but just made them look really, really good. Simple techniques, but perfectly. And her flavours were dark chocolate and ginger with tahini. You're you're quite big on tahini. Yeah, and it's also uh, chocolate and tahini now. It's like brownies and things. Once again, Prue and Paul, get out. Get out somewhere and eat things for once. Like, they were trying to make out it, it was like the most genius, newest thing ever. I didn't like Paul doing a Simon Cowell by going, I didn't like it. I love it. That really, ooh. yeah. And it was just so obvious. Yeah. And it kind of made, it, yeah. it kind of gave me a bit of a nick. Um, so Nikki, we should probably talk about Nikki's beaver. <laughs> Do we have to talk about Nikki's beaver? <laughs> I would just like to, actually, shall we play that audio just briefly? Because I, I want it tattooed on me somehow.
2: <laughs> I'm not even sure
1: I know what a beaver looks like, so. <laughs> Stop
2: Bit. Quite sort of shapely. And- Quite sort of shapely. <laughs> <laughs> Quite sort of
0: shapely. <laughs> oh, looking forward to your Scottish accent this year. That always comes out every so often. That's stunning. Nikki has. So- Is Dundee a particularly strong Scottish accent place? Yeah, it's Fife. Wow. It, like, I love her accent so much. Oh, I cackled so hard at that moment. I did think it was weird when Paul got into her beaver. The beaver looked really. <laughs> He approached her beaver from the side (laughs) I I thought you meant to go front on Make eye contact with it We don't know these things (laughs) (laughs) If I was to approach a beaver Hypothetically in the wild I would look it in the eye And just dive straight in? No, not, not diving anywhere. I'd approach with caution. <laughs> but I'd maintain eye contact. I would definitely approach with caution. Would you approach from the side or the front? Front? Really? Yeah. A full frontal beaver. I um, <laughs> Apparently it was quite a dry beaver. <laughs> <which> I... <laughs> and I... and are, there was thick bits. The, the outer it, was thick. You had a bit of a thick rim on the beaver. And I think you can, I think that's resolvable is what I would say. I think dry beavers can be resolved. It looked good, though. It, it, you know what? it actually really did. It looked like a cartoon character. Yeah. I thought it was great. Can we just say, Saku, because she's amazing, her turtle looked a bit... I know it didn't taste great, yes. but her turtle looked incredible. Uh, although orange and poppy seed could have tasted really nice. I agree. It looked gorgeous. I think that was one of the best looking ones. We do need to stop talking about every single bake now, because we always say we're never going to do it, and then we just list them in alphabetical order. Luckily, there was loads of dogs. One thing can I just say for this one, the one thing I was slightly disappointed... Is they were all a bit too good Like there wasn't mm. any comical disasters I wanted there to be a really funny looking cake Yeah I found it a bit weird when Paul cut into Dan's dog Like directly through the forehead Yeah oh that was a And good then there was dog, a, though, like, like a really haunting shot Where they just lingered on it with half a head And I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> Anyway on the lesser successful um, end Was Amos who was just having a hellish time It was one of those situations where The first time his cake just slipped off mm. Just go and ask someone for a dowel That would be a good time for the use of the word sloughed I think i nearly said that but i say it all the time definitely sloughed it didn't slip it sloughed yeah it sloughed off stick a dowel in instead he just kept on ramming it on and squeezing it onto the cake which then made it a really dense yeah when he was doing the squeeze i was like oh oh." when you're in the tent and something goes wrong you don't think reasonably you're just like this hasn't happened before what do i do and you can see he was in his head at that point he was annoyed and then everything everything's negative then so he ended up with something that didn't
2: even look
0: that bad it was very small yeah a small free willy it a, small, a small free willy <laughs> and he definitely wrecked his cake by making it dense and solid but it wasn't as but he could have maybe saved that well i wondered whether he had saved it i wonder whether that was the save as in like it was meant to look different but he'd done that instead yeah but i mean saved it and it could have actually been quite good because he mm. he did just look disappointed and it was definitely not great he what? did do the the first big swear of the year Yes, um, so it gets bleeped in the UK, but I think the US lot who when it comes out on Netflix, I think they get the full swear.
2: Surely it depends. You can't say,
0: can you? I don't think you can say it on this podcast either So that's going to be cut out You'll have to bleep the C word Oh, somebody from Bake Off last year Who's asked me to keep them anonymous Came up with an alternative title for our podcast Which was called Something and Bunts And you can imagine what the first word might be (laughs) I love that So after the first big swear of the year Amos did a Bake Off classic By putting it in the fridge And then he said something I think we've all said At one point in our lives I'm going to give it five minutes And hopefully it'll stiffen up Five? Yeah (laughs) five minutes is quite a long time um he looked so disappointed in judging and i really really empathize because again he will have done all of the practice bakes so he will have done the recipes for every single bake they will do in this entire series until the end of november yeah and he will never get to show any of that just because one cake went badly and that's just gutting and i think you could see that in his eyes what he could do is he could bake them all again and put them on his instagram each week and be really annoying uh, or Love Productions would sue him because you're not allowed to do that. Oh, you're not allowed to do that? No. Ooh. You signed the same contract as I did, David. Yes, but I got through to the final, so that was never an issue for ah! me. <laughs> So the winner that week was Dan. We said we had good vibes about Dan last week. And well-deserved. He smashed every single Every round. single challenge. Um, And sadly, Amos went home. I think he knew it was coming and he was clearly devastated. But he can be really proud of making it to Bake Off because it takes a really long time to get there and it is a really big deal. And he will have learned a lot along the time that he was uh, practicing and applying. And also, Mesam went out quite early last year and she is doing brilliantly week two alex says whether that's true or not we don't know this she's is... smashing instagram but like honestly she she's doing better than either of us are and you want so it's not the end for amos if he doesn't want it to be or maybe he'll just go back to normal life like lots of us want to well i'm annoyed that there's no one i intensely dislike that's unlike you david usually producer alex spends the majority of his time removing your horrible horrible words i reckon the sticky bumboids need to sign ndas we can, but we did sign up for Bake Off and look at this podcast. <laughs> okay, well, I'll have to resort to blackmail then. Shall we get on with this week's taste test? And talking of producer Alex, this week's taste test will come from him. So maybe I can get into to jail early. Give it to us, Alex. Not like that, though.
2: As a kid, I used to have Jaffa cakes ensnared by Pringles, and then I'd encase it in toffee sauce.
0: He's normally got more of a... Um a light conversational tone than that Um, (laughs) uh, right so does Alex go to jail or does he survive to record this podcast another day
2: Are your buns drying out? I
1: beg
0: your pardon? I mean, could your buns be kept stickier? The eternal question. I suppose the answer is yes. Well, I'm here to help. I thought you were married. Behave. If you'd like extra helpings of Sticky Bun Boys each and every week, all you have to do is join our OnlyFans. Each week, you get an ad-free version of our podcast, as well as bonus bits, including recipes and access to our own little community of soggy bottoms. And all it costs is the price of a coffee each month. Check us out at patreon.com forward
2: stroke Sticky Bun Boys exclamation mark. I love the fact that Alex said, like, normally Alex is the most, like, cackly, laughy person. He grabbed the microphone and just suddenly went, went like, dead behind the (laughs) eyes. (laughs) He's like, okay, when I was a child. Wow, Alex.
0: (laughs) So we're talking about a Jaffa cake. With a Pringle, on, like, a, like a Pringle sandwich with a Jaffa cake in the middle of it with toffee sauce on top. Did you ever use to, with Pringles, put them in your mouth like, upside down to make like a duck's beak? Yes, I would do that. I would not do what Alex is doing. No, because that sounds insane. <laughs>
2: there's just too many weird, like <laughs> no, a Jaffa cake already
0: has three elements to it. Well, let's break it down. There's, there's no crunch in the Jaffa cake. So you're adding crunch. Oh, but you don't want to. There's a little crack from the. Chocolate though, oh, just a little crack. <laughs> there's a little crack. No, no, it's, it's a bit of a, it's like a dull thud. It's not a crack. Yeah, it's definitely not tempered there, chocolate. But you don't a jaffa cake should be kind of like gummy and mushy and soft. But it's not salt. So I'm not. Um, hear me out. I'm not defending this monotonous boy in the corner. Um, but <laughs> you got. There's no salt and there's no crack. <laughs> no, there is a
2: crack. A little, little. No, there's little no. Crack. It's, no,
0: it's a thud. But, but then, then there's part. no salt and crack. So we're adding a salt and a crack to an already lovely thing. So I could, I could. I don't want to, but I could get on board with the Pringle and the Jaffa cake, but the toffee sauce is a no. No. Also, you don't like crisps mixed with things. Well, I don't like anything mixed with things. That's true. When I'm eating a Jaffa cake, I separate them. I I eat the jelly, then the biscuit. Do you? Or the cake. Is it a cake or a biscuit? It's a rusk it's a rusk a cake or a biscuit a rusk is between a cake and a biscuit <laughs> it's a cakey biscuit i love i think it's because i love jaffa cakes and i actually don't really like pringles so i'm sending him to jail so i can get rid of him are you sending him to jail or are you saving him i'll just go along with you it's easier good luck doing the podcast again with the no emotion we good do the podcast, the podcast basically ourselves anyway my name is producer alex and i'm really happy to be doing this podcast
2: <laughs> <laughs> right Going into the inbox now I love the inbox So we've got a bit of a throwback first Okay There's
0: someone called Cody Okay I think they're from the US This isn't in the script you sent me No, because I've kept it for myself Because you're not allowed to see it Oh, I see So Not that there's a script Not that there's a script at all It's not really a script It's just a bit of an outline It's a structure Oh, I like an outline That's good It's an outline or a structure Um Cody's written, hey cuties, I oh. loved the guest the innuendo in previous episodes and wanted to send my favourites. So this was something that I think I just started off randomly one time or someone wrote in mm. where you find the best innuendos Sorry, Alex from Alex just yawned off. while you were talking there. Alex, this is highly interesting. You did make him get up very early to come to do this podcast. Yeah, God it's 8.30. Wait, 8.30 start. Michael is in this house. <laughs> we both have to come from the other side of middle of nowhere. Well, that's your fault for living in Mordor, isn't it? Right. (laughs) Let's get on. So we've got four innuendos that are from Bake Off Past. And actually, Cody... By the way, Cody wrote some other things on the email. I'm just not reading them out. Some nice bits, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Cody hasn't done it properly because it's meant to be who said it and what were they talking about. And I'm not going to go and find all these things. Some of them are just who said it. Okay. We're getting good length, aren't we? How much length do you want? Oh, that feels quite like a Mel Gedroick thing to say. Ooh, close. Well, it was Sue Perkins. Sue did the reply, but someone else said, we're getting good length, aren't we? Oh, so it's a, bi- it's a BBC season. We've, I've only watched three of them, and that's because of this podcast. Um, well, it's someone you know, it's someone you ran the marathon with. Oh, Sophie? No, it's Richard. Oh, Sophie was not BBC. No, but I ran the... Oh, that's true. But I did run the marathon literally with Sophie. Oh, yeah, true. So that was Richard. Wonderful oh. builder Richard. Pencil behind the ear. And I think it was something like a long cinnamon roll type thing. Well, oh, it, could it, long be, it could be anything, David. Right, next one. This one, I actually knew this one. Well, I think I did because I, I while I was reading it, I did see the name, but sure. I think I knew it. <laughs> I knew it would be easier by machine. I just like to feel it. So it's about bread. If it's you, it must be the most recent series. <laughs> <laughs> if David's remembered something, or our series. No, it was just quite. This was quite an iconic one, I think. I have no idea. I'm really bad at this. It was Nancy Burse whistle. Burst whistle or just burt whistle? Burt whistle. (laughs) I don't actually know. What is it? I don't know either. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. We love Nancy though. But Nancy likes it traditional ways. She knows it's better with a machine. Yeah. yeah. And she loves to put bicarbonate of soda into various household implements. Everything. 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 Okay, next one. When you got it out, did you give it a good (laughs) shake?
2: Oh, the simple ones.
0: Do so you get a good shake every time you get it out? Depending on what I'm getting out. It doesn't, who, always, doesn't always need a shake. Who said it and what they're talking about? I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know who said it either. was Mary. It? <laughs> Not Mary. Mary said it. Do you think Mary's always shaking it out? I think she is. And this one is also quite an iconic one. This one is, I've never eaten a num before. <laughs> oh, 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 say that again. I've never eaten a num before. I feel like I know it. It's funnier because it's a lesbian. Well, it's Sue Perkins. Yes, then. it's Sue. So. Because I remember them making nuns. Wasn't that the same episode when they had to do the... Um, when it was like, I'm taking the children out of the oven now. <laughs> and we were like, oh. <laughs> and I don't think we had done this one. This was Sue talking about Glenn's religious... Oh,
2: religious. Religious. Religious.
0: Religio. <laughs> 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 yeah, so... This is a dumb podcast. Basically, Code, you didn't do it properly. You're meant to also say what they're referring to, because I quite like knowing what Mary was talking about shaking. Please send in your favourite innuendos. That's a really good game. Yeah, I love it. Okay, I've got a mystery. Well, it's not really a mystery, but it's like a a puzzle, sort of.
2: Michael's mysteries. Because I was
0: talking to somebody about straws the other day. Michael's mysteries. I like that as a little segment. I was talking to somebody about straws the other day, because I'm sick of a flaccid straw. You know, when you're having like, you know, you've got a straw and you, and, the, and the paper ones. Oh, because they now we can't sog. have plastic ones because they go into mm. turtles' noses. Yeah, I did wonder whether, I, I've considered, and I'm not saying I would do this, so don't cancel me, but I've considered like, if I had to murder one turtle myself, <laughs> and then have a pass for the rest of my life, that meant I could have a plastic straw.
2: I don't have to say, I said like, oh, the turtles' noses, as if the turtles were the problem about getting straws stuck in their noses. They're the issue. <laughs>
0: Oh, i'm kidding i'm kidding that the was turtles. a joke that was a joke especially if they look like sakuri's turtle i would never um but straws do they have one hole or two? two oh i get confused generally about it's how many the, holes. the room are. suddenly got very tense you get confused about holes do you sorry just yeah i sometimes get confused with how many holes well you've got i can tell you how many you've got if you'd like how many have i got <laughs> <laughs> i can count th- i can look i can see three now what about my ears that was including your ears dude what what about my nostrils oh no i can see five yeah and i are... know i certainly know of a sixth and there's more um, and <laughs> so a straw well, it's double ended but that doesn't mean they're both holes is it one long hole is it a long one i don't know because if you look at a bagel or a michael donut... this is not okay we are a science podcast we have the answers <laughs> this is a journalism podcast so we're, just, we're exploring yeah um... donut or a bagel that's one hole but it's not really because, rather than a long hole, it's a stumpy hole. And is it a hole either side? Exactly. Is the hole the part that goes through, or is it the part that you can see? Do we need? We might need a segment for either Doctor Shabir or Doctor Josh to come on and tell us the real science. Oh, that's facts. a good idea. I could ask Tamal about about. Uh, well, it's not really biological, is it? Really, well, I was not, about to say. Not with the straw. No. I reckon we need to put this on our socials and find out once and for all does it all have two holes or one? We're just going to do democracy, not science. Sure. Democracy is better than science, I reckon. We're now going to Brandon. Brandon's written in saying... I'm actually writing to say that your new segment, The Olympics, as much as I enjoy it, please continue, has convinced me that I might just be a giant ick. So for people who are just starting to listen, we love it. Basically, you start off with Michael because Michael has a lot of icks in life Mm -hmm. um, and then everyone now sends in their icks and we discuss them when we've got The Olympics to find the best ones. I'm very proud of The Olympics as a kind of branded thing. It is. And we're going to continue doing it because we've got the next ones. Stunning. But Brandon said that, yeah, he's basically one giant ick. So many of the things... One giant what? Sorry. Ick. You need to separate those two words because that did not sound like what you said. Giant tick. Huh? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So many things that are sent in, unfortunately, do match my profile. For instance, I'm a teacher. So perhaps I use a lot more stationery than the average person and thus have a pencil case. Don't have a pencil case. Doesn't matter if you've got more stationery. Pencil cases did go in the ick pile, didn't they? Definitely. Now I can't look at my pencil case anymore. <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> I also teach foreign languages. So I often need to say things like croissant and fajita. <laughs> In the very annoying way, in the middle of an English sentence, was that Peter? Did that sound Spanish to you? Did you think think that either of them sounded like what they meant? Did you think I was actually Spanish? It's more like fajita. It's like that fajita,
2: (laughs) Um, which now disgusts me as well. I'm also vegetarian, so I often have to ask what the soup of the day is. (laughs) You don't have to I'm vegetarian Don't ask for the soup of the day Try and listen to other tables To see if they are But don't ask for it yourself (laughs) The list goes
0: on You get the point So for those who haven't heard them These ics were Using pencil cases And these were sent in By people from the Like from our listeners Saying words from different countries in that accent so being in the middle of a sentence being like i'm just off to get a croissant from the bakery and things like that and then the final one was when he asks what the soup of the day is which is still one of my favorite yeah that made it through to the rounds and then almost won the whole thing oh brilliant sorry to have interrupted Needless to say, your podcast has left me feeling that I need to start altering these behaviors. Oh no! I feel very icky because I do trust your judgment in most things and often agree with you wholeheartedly. The only comfort I cling
2: to is the fact that I do not lick my finger when handing out my papers to the learners. <laughs> At least that one never found me. But sadly, I am almost all the other icks. Yours in an identity crisis,
0: Brandon from South Africa. Oh, bless you. And South Africa. Do you want to record that again, just in the South African, South, South African accent? No, that's one accent I 100% can't do. One you know, accent? <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a bit of a list of some others if you like.
2: No, I'm really good at them all apart from South African. Um, oh, bless I bless you, Brandon. I know, bless him. Like, Please, one, Brandon... Please change your ways. <laughs> yeah, don't chase after a piece of paper dropped and try and stand on it. That's all I'm saying. And don't
0: run away from a bee. So, this week's ones. Well, actually, first, just to review for people the previous week's winners... Were being easily knocked over by the ocean's waves <laughs> Running away from a bee And dropping a bit of paper and chasing it But the wind keeps on blowing it away <laughs> So this week's entrance uh, So I have added one that's mine And let's see whether you can tell whether it's mine yeah, or not when You get always it.
2: add these and then they always win All these people that take all this time to write in And you always have the... Mike's just... Mike? Mike? <laughs> I Mike. <laughs> literally never called you Mike before <laughs> oh. <laughs> What was I doing that made you think Mike? <laughs> you just look like a really strong boxer just
0: sat here quietly
2: (laughs) you just look like a mechanic
0: (laughs) i feel like mike can bleed a radiator but michael will call on a mic to bleed a radiator yes i don't think
2: michael would even know mike mike would call on a mic to bleed a radiator and then have a laptop in the background of his pretend wife okay i
0: think that was completely normal Right, anyone that hasn't known that, there was an incredible story that Michael did when selling something on Facebook Marketplace. You'll have to go back and listen to previous episodes if you want to know that. Right, we're getting on to this week's icks. <laughs> it's fallen apart, hasn't it? <laughs> Adults who call their parents mommy and daddy.
2: Ooh. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Do you know what? In terms of ick, that might be the,
2: not the funniest, but it might be the ick of icks. Because my dad did that. Even when he's like, when he was like 60, he would say like, oh, I'm going to go to mother. He called her mother.
0: Oh, I think mother's better than mummy. Only if you're talking like, to RuPaul. I think I always want to be dad. I don't think I ever want daddy, really.
2: <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I would be quite happy with daddy, actually. <laughs> anyway, next He's looking one. looking like a true married man. <laughs> <laughs> Watching him try to learn to cartwheel. <laughs> it's so gangly. When people- also, I, look- I would add on to this one. And then they stand up and they think they've done it properly. And it's really bad.
0: Yeah, the way their,
2: little, their bum moves in a small, in a small yes. arc. Oh,
0: Although equally icky would be someone doing the most perfect cartwheel and showing off. No, 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 I think more icky is letting someone watching someone try the cartwheel. You're talking to the person who got the ick from a trapeze artist because
2: they had to practice. <laughs> right, next one. Thinking about <laughs> next <laughs> one is thinking about him going woo on the roller coaster makes me feel sick. <laughs> I've mean, quite aggressive makes me feel sick but also completely angry. <laughs> and it's not Woo! again it's not the fact of him doing it it's thinking of them doing it i love that one oh, this next one i really like next one when the loops on his shoelaces are too large <laughs> i love that i don't want us to go back to the era where everyone just tucked their shoelaces down the side of their shoes oh was- i do that Oh, but it's so uncomfortable. It looks cooler, but it's so
0: uncomfortable. The laces one's mine. <laughs> the big, big loops. I was on a night out and I was like, kind of <laughs> sort of getting with this boy. And then I looked down and I was like,
2: no. <laughs> That's definitely a major, Rick, When you're trying to get with someone like, no, they're shoelaces. This is Michael. <laughs> Michael sees it everywhere. <laughs> Oh course right. I've, like I've got like a sweat <laughs> The last one, this was quite a long one
0: When he pushes the button to open the train doors Before it lights up and nothing happens Even worse if they don't realise And you have to reach over and push it again yourself Oh yeah, that is That's more irritating than Nick, I think Yeah That's I, more I, just like fragile man, grow up Yes and it is pay, obviously a man Pay attention, just pay attention So for me, it's between cartwheel, woo and shoelaces Oh, there's some really good ones there, yeah All three of those were really good Oh, I... It oh. <laughs> makes me feel sick on the woo. It's what kind of makes I enjoy that one more. I think it's between cartwheel and shoelaces, but shoelaces is my ick. So I need to give it to you and Alex to decide. I think don't don't get Alex to talk again though, because <laughs> I will <gonna> fall asleep. <laughs> it's so boring. I decide that the funniest ick is <laughs> <laughs> the reason why it's that side of the podcast. <laughs> um, I think I'm not even going to give it try, It's just going to be me. I
2: think the shoelaces one is hilarious, but once again, because it's your added story. If I'm thinking of it, the cartwheel one just cracks me up every single time. So let's go cartwheel. Yeah. Watching him try to learn to cartwheel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it. The
0: first week of the news series is complete, week two is coming quickly, and then we'll be in week three! Breaking news, David has discovered the concept of time! <laughs> but fear not, if, as David says, Bake Off coming so quickly is an issue, do not worry, there is a whole year's worth of episodes of this very podcast for you to listen to, plus there is our OnlyFlands account, where there's a whole lot more. What? How did I not know about this? What is this OnlyFans that you speak of? I'm so glad you asked, David. It's technically called a Patreon, and each and every week we put up extra content, recipes, out takes and just general chat and this can all be yours dear listeners for the price of just one premium chocolate bar each month that is a bargain and i presume it's over on patreon.com for sticky sticky boys <laughs> correct please also remember to subscribe tell everyone you know about this gem of a podcast and send in those icks and taste tests if you'd like to pick our fag aunt brains email us at stickybunboys at gmail.com or join us on our socials over at Sticky Bun Boys. Now, remember, we love all of you. Well, not all of you. We'll be
2: back next week with another episode. <laughs> In the meantime, keep them sticky. Keep them sticky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? Hold up.